Episode 9 of Garage Lore. I'm your host, Tim Downing, and with me is my co-host, Jeff Austria. Hey, Tim. Welcome back. And also, in front of me, Tim, I have the official Pokemon handbook. Would you like to? Would you like me to tell you who number 9 is in the sure. Pokédex? If I were to number guess, I'd a... say uh, uh-huh. it's either Charizard or Blastoise. I forget the order. You, you would be correct in saying that it's Blastoise. So this is a personal favorite of mine, number nine in the Pokédex. This is the Blastoise episode. Blastoise has a big, hard shell that hides two very powerful high-pressure water cannons. That means it can pump out hundreds of gallons of water every minute. Blastoise uses its cannons for super-fast tackles. Okay. I guess maybe he propels himself backward. I don't... I I forgot how he was like in the anime. Wait, does he... His cannons don't shoot down, so does he shoot them forward and then he just goes backwards? I'm, like ass the way backwards I'm, or something? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm imagining in my head. I feel like I saw something like that in the anime. So like quick story shell here. and spun or something, but I don't remember. When I owned Pokemon Red, when it first came out, late 90s, I believe, I was a Charizard guy. And at some point during my Pokemon adventure as a, a young lad... I was fighting a Zapdos with my Charizard. And you know, as a kid playing a Game Boy game, you're using your imagination a bit. And I'm imagining this epic battle between my Charizard and this Zapdos, the wild Zapdos in the power plant. And I said to myself, oh, there's, Charizard's got this. There's no way he's going to lose. And then Zapdos hit me with an electric attack and Charizard got one hit KO'd. And then that's when it dawned on me that, oh no, Charizard has be he starts off purely fire as a Charmander and then a Charmeleon. He evolves into a Charizard, and that's when he becomes a dual type. And I felt so tilted that Zapdos one hit KO'd me, and from that moment on I became a Blastoise guy. Okay. Squirtle stays water throughout his entire evolutionary line. No Wait, surprises. Did it, t- did it take you that long to realize Charizard was dual type or See here's just- what gets me. Here's what got me. When Charizard, first, when Charmeleon becomes Charizard, like I instinctively tried to teach him the HM fly. And it won't let, in, the, in the original Pokemon Red, it won't let you do it. I think they, they remedied it in Pokemon Yellow. Huh. But since Charizard couldn't learn fly, I like said he, to myself, surely well, surely. Yeah, yeah, surely he's not a flying type then. Of course. How naive. How naive of me. So anyway, that was my... <laughs> that was my quick Charizard slander. Yeah. How have you been, Tim? We've got uh we've got a lot to discuss on today's episode since uh oh we skipped last week. We were too spooked by the Halloween season. Sure. <laughs> uh I don't know. I'm good. Uh just put lotion on my hands recently because it's dry in my apartment because the weather. Mm-hmm. So now my hands are slippery ish. I'm trying to grab my mug and everything. Oh no, are you going to have a, a mug spill in the middle of this recording? No, <laughs> no it's, not, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. We got a little, we got a, quite a few quick notes here before we get into our uh, our proper segments. First and foremost, 
Welcome to a daylight savings time being, wait a minute, we, we fall backwards, so that means daylight yeah. savings time is we, off, yeah. right? Am I getting yeah. this correct? Yeah, I completely did not realize it happened when it happened, because I was still right. up at the time. I don't know if you were, we might have been in a, I don't know if we were still in a Discord call at the time. We might have been, or I might have, like, does it happen at 2 in the morning, or does it officially yeah, happen at 1? I think it goes from 2 to 1. Okay. But it's it, like, I remember because I was up all night with a few friends of ours because we had extra life this weekend. Mm -hmm, which we'll get to. Um, yeah, and, and it happened. The time change happened at some point. I looked at the clock. I'm like, wait, when did the time, time change happen? And uh, surely it did. You know, here's the thing, Tim. I would not have realized it happened if I did not notice that my uh, my microwave and my stove times this morning were different from what my phone and my computer were telling me. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I, I'm like, I, I didn't actually watch the clock tick over or anything like that, so I, I clearly missed it. Because mm -hmm. everything just automatically updates these days. Yeah. When are they going to make microwaves that automatically update? I don't know. I guess when are they, they just going to get rid of daylight savings? <laughs> Yeah, oh that's well, yeah. Thing. That's a... <laughs> uh, beyond that, Tim, did you see this uh, Buzz Lightyear movie trailer? It's, it's called just Lightyear, but it is based on. How do I even describe this movie? It's like Buzz Lightyear the toy is based off an in-universe real-life, you know, person, and yeah. that's what this Lightyear movie is. Is it based on a real is. person, or just? I thought it was just like a their world's equivalent of like. Star, See that's well, that's why I'm, Wars, I'm struggling. Like yeah, I'm struggling to just because it's not a quote unquote real person like in our right. world, Tim, but like real in the Toy Story universe. That Toy Story takes place. I thought it was like a fictional, a fic like a a fictional story within Toy Story. I don't know. I think I think <laughs> that would be more so Woody. No, because like, there was there was the whole um, in Toy Story two there was. His, uh, the guy Zerg, the guy he was going after, his nemesis or whatever. There was a whole thing of like a bit where he's used the Darth Vader line of "I'm your father" thing, you know that whole thing. Oh man, we need to brush up on the Toy Story lore. <laughs> but yeah, is this is this a movie or a series? I think it's a movie, uh, a one-off movie. Okay, yeah, I was like I didn't know this was a thing until i saw the trailer and, and uh chris evans will be the voice oh. of lightyear in this movie oh really i didn't even notice, yeah. know that was him to be honest i don't think I'm he like, says a lot I'm in like, the trailer yeah i'm like this is clearly not um it wasn't tim allen so like i don't know who this is i can't quite tell but it it looked it actually looked pretty good so tim allen not, was buzz tom hanks was woody am i getting that correct yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had to stop and think for a moment. So I'm like, wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I know it's those two, but I always mix up, like, who was who. Yeah, it's been a bit since I've seen them. Yeah, but... but yeah, uh, this actually, it actually looked pretty good. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. Like, yeah, I, I'm, not, I don't... I'm not really a uh, Pixar or animated person, really. Right. So... The, the, I'll give it a chance. This, I'll wait for a second yeah. trailer. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, another Cowboy Bebop trailer dropped. 
Uh, and uh, this is different from the uh, the first the teaser that uh, that dropped, but uh, it's still looking good. I'm still excited for it. It didn't have all the a lot of the same style that the previous one had, from what I yeah. Heard. So I think in our last episode we were talking about like, are they going to keep doing this comic zone panel hopping thing? I don't. Yeah. Think, it doesn't seem like they were doing that, but you know I'm okay yeah. with that. But yeah, I'm it, still excited. It still for, had uh, it had some of the fourth wall sort of stuff, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely not as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, you know we'll we'll wait to see uh, when that uh, first episode drops on Netflix. Beyond that, uh, after watching Squid Game, Squid Game, Squid Game, singular. I don't know. I think it's but, Squid uh, Game singular. I I got the itch to watch more uh, you know South Korean film and cinema, and we ended up watching Train to Busan, which was a very different type of zombie movie. But still good. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. I like, haven't watched... A, I don't think I've watched any zombie movies in a while. I think so, we watched that uh, Halloween weekend or maybe so, the yeah. day before Halloween. Something weird like that. But yeah, Halloween or, or the day before or something like that. And apparently they're making uh, an American version of this at some point in the future. We'll see how that goes. Because I feel like that is rarely that rarely pans out well oh you know what this isn't in the notes tim but now that we're talking about uh south korean cinema that we watched since last episode we watched uh, the man from nowhere which i also yeah. enjoyed yeah and uh did I, I forget we looked this up because we were unsure oh wait yeah it definitely happened um it came out before john wick and watching that you kind of get the feeling mm-hmm. that John Wick was at least somewhat inspired by it. Mm-hmm. Some of the action in it. Do you think the guy from The Man From Nowhere could beat John Wick 1v1? Uh... I, I still think I'd give it to John Wick. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, outside of that, like I don't even know how to begin this discussion on the Facebook metaverse. Because I'm not sure if I truly processed what that video was all about. Are we, are they getting at like we're going to work within these VR spaces and we're going to work with VR headsets? I'm, I'm not yeah, quite sure I understand. Yeah, so, I think they're just like putting that out there. They're like, hey, we have, we're working on this tech. Who knows if anyone's going to actually use it to any real amount beyond just like some small niche markets or whatever but i don't know because it to me it's like it's similar to like um vr chat in that it's like a handful of people use it in the grand scheme of things so like who knows if this if this is even gonna do much you know especially if it's just is, limited to vr so i don't know i think i've mentioned this in the previous episode but i've done uh, vr testing at a previous employer so i'm very familiar with htc vive oculus rift mm-hmm. Uh, and the, I think they're cool. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna slander VR gaming or, you know, working in a VR space or anything, but like the setup and the barrier of entry to get these, like, I think the HTC Vive, you got to set up these, these sensors at different corners of the room. Oculus Rift is a bit easier. I think you just put up, uh, two in front of, in front of your monitor. And maybe if you want one behind you, but it's, 
I, there's going to be people who just don't want to do that. I think yeah, we need even, to get to even it. if that is just the one time thing. Also, like the whole aspect of like taking out this this equipment, putting it on your head, and then having that sit on your head while you're doing whatever, and then taking it off because you'll probably want to do it in smaller uh, sessions than you would otherwise for anything else. I will so say it, that it I seems think... like it's, it doesn't seem like it's like a long lasting. Like, hey, we're going to be working full-time in this VR world, but maybe, like, have the occasional meeting sort of thing. Yeah, here's what I'm thinking. Like, I feel like the Oculus Quest is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Because even though you got this clunky thing on your head, there's much less setup involved. So, you know, with what this Metaverse thing is doing, like, maybe a company meeting is happening, and, you know, you just throw, all right, everyone, in, like, 15 minutes, throw on your Oculus Quest that we provided you, and I don't know if we're ever going to get to that point with companies doing this, but that's kind of what I'm envisioning. And then yeah, you I hop into you... this virtual space and, you know, oh, Jeff's using a Squid Game character as his avatar. How how wacky. Yeah, but no, when you know. when you think about it, it's like, what is, how does this improve the what we're currently doing is what I'm right. thinking. It's like, does this make it any better in any way? <laughs> like, it's not, it doesn't make it, it's not going to necessarily replace the existing form of, of doing that kind of stuff. So I don't yeah, know. As, it seems know, like a weird novelty. It definitely has, yeah. its, like it has its uses for sure, but like just for everyday things, probably not. Yeah. I think at some point during that metaverse video, it's like, Hey, don't you miss, you know, maybe you enjoy working from home in your pajamas, but don't you miss like seeing your coworkers walk past you. And then they showed this person at their desk and they're seeing, their yeah. co-workers avatar walking past their desk and they say hi and it's like no i don't i don't really miss that <laughs> you know it's yeah there are a number of I people seem... who don't i mean sure some people do of course but not everyone does yeah like i see my co-workers during our you know microsoft teams calls and our, our slack uh you know stand-ups and google hangouts and you know we're, we're using all sorts of different video chat systems to do meetings and one-on-ones so i don't feel compelled to see my coworker in an Optimus Prime avatar walk past my desk <laughs> in a virtual space. Yeah. I don't but hey, it's neat. I'll get, I will say that it's at least a neat idea. Yeah, it like there's novelty to it, but like the practicality <laughs> of it is like doesn't seem that great. You um, know what avatar I would want to be in a virtual space Tim is Garfield. But I can't course. be Garfield because you know who is our boy Chris Pratt. I thought He's it was now the voice uh, of Garfield. That was Bill Murray, but here we are. Yeah, that's oh, a weird. Man, he's... That's a. It's funny because like this was like back to it, it's sort seemingly back to back with like the Mario announcement. So it just mm-hmm. feels again like this is a weird casting choice. He's like I saw a meme of like Chris Pratt as Thanos with the Infinity Stones, and he's got the Mario Stone and the Garfield Stone. <laughs> He's yep. slowly scooping up all the characters, man. Yeah. And as while we're on the topic of Chris Pratt, uh, Tim, I'm going to read you this Instagram post from uh, Chris Pratt. Uh, and for you listeners at home who have not uh, seen this Instagram post, I will try to describe what, uh, what it is. So it's a picture of Chris Pratt and his wife. And uh, Tim, I want you to explain to me or tell me your opinion on it, whether you think this is uh, a very sweet and normal uh, message, or if you think this is kind of a weird message 
and you listeners at home can decide for yourselves as well. So what's happening is Chris Pratt's wife is looking at him lovingly and Chris Pratt posts, guys, for real, look how she's looking at me. I mean, find you somebody that looks at you like that. You know, we met in church. She's given me an amazing life, a gorgeous, healthy daughter. She chews so loudly that sometimes I put in my earbuds to drown it out. But that's love. She helps me with everything. In return, periodically, I open up a jar of pickles. That's the trade. Her heart is pure, and it belongs to me. My greatest treasure, right next to my Ken Griffey Jr. upper deck rookie card, if, which, if you know, you know is saying a lot. It's her birthday in about six weeks, so if you don't get her any, if I, so if I don't get her anything, I'll tell her to look back on this post. Love you, honey. Tim, was this sweet and normal, or is this kind of a? I, I well, like give the, me your the thoughts. The photo, too. the photo is very like stock photo looking. Yeah, <laughs> like very, it's clearly like set up and everything. But mm-hmm. even the writing of that post just feels phony, like it was written for a sitcom or something, like in the 70, 60s or 70s or whatever. <laughs> like, it's just... The vibe uh, I get is like when you scroll through Facebook... It doesn't Facebook, seem genuine, is what, it, is what I mean. No, here's the thing. It's like, to me, it comes off as genuine, but it's like when, you scroll, when you're scrolling through Facebook and you see that married couple that's always trying to make it seem like things are going super well and they're definitely living a better life than the rest of you. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's sweet in the sense that I do think Chris Pratt means these things. Sure. It's, but it just, it just feels like it feels it weird. It comes off as try hard. Yeah. That's what I meant by it. Like it doesn't feel as genuine because it's just throwing all of that into the one. I don't know. I don't it, like the line about her heart is pure and it belongs to me. Bro, <laughs> what, what is going on? You are not a Disney villain. You don't have to say these things, Chris. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. I just, I, I got a laugh out of that. I figured I'd share it. Uh, up to our next quick point here from the news. We are a bit over a month away from the release of Spider-Man No Way Home and we have not gotten a second trailer and I am I'm itching I'm itching to figure out if we're getting Toby and Andrew Garfield in the in the next trailer and I guess there's again I don't know if there's truth to this but what I'm reading online is Sony is making things weird behind the scenes about the release of a trailer or the reveal of Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire, if they're even in the movie. Uh, and there's, uh, again, I I don't know if the quote-unquote leaked images are legit or someone who happens to be uh, good at Photoshop, but uh, I'm antsy for a second trailer. Yeah, just, I, I'd imagine it's just, they're just specifically doing this because they want to keep it... Um sort of a mystery up until you actually see it because mm-hmm. a lot of the i mean it wasn't actually i don't think it was directly stated in the marketing of this but people were like yeah we want this to be like 
the equivalent of Endgame for Spider-Man for the the Spider-Man movies. So it kind of oh. makes sense that they're trying to, but it's it is also weird that it took them a while to put out their first trailer and then still no second or anything. But I don't know. I kind of don't we'll follow movies as much as I used to. For me, I just want to see. I want to see the hype of Toby showing up in either a trailer or the movie, and for the you know his theme song to play as he swings by or something, or comes through a portal. I'm in it for the Toby <laughs> hype. I think uh, we'll see. We'll see. Beyond yeah. that, uh, you and I hung out with some friends of the podcast for Extra Life Weekend, and uh, it was fun. And uh, you know, if anyone out there listening has not yet donated to. Uh, any of the you know Children's Miracle Network uh, you know streams going on? I encourage you to find your favorite Twitch streamers and uh, you know donate a bit. It's a good cause. And yeah, maybe next of, year, go ahead, Tim. Yeah, part of the fun of it is also like different streamers and stuff will sometimes they'll have incentives for donating or whatever. Like, hey, we're do- doing giveaways, or sometimes they'll they'll do things like. Um, a little push of like hey everyone donate like five dollars on the on the five minute mark of this hour or whatever it's like gets like a a number of people watching just to do a big push at that time which ends up helping a lot actually mm-hmm. just a bunch of small donations doesn't need to be huge or anything but yeah it certainly helps because i <laughs> i was joking with uh some of our friends the other last night how uh every time you donate um through the extra life thing you get an email with that because you're also because pr- i'm also processing a payment and everything and i'm and I, my uh email had a, a ton of uh my inbox had a ton of emails from them so i was doing a lot of small donations at various places as well as some larger ones but it was just funny to see that Tim, are it's kind of like uh... being spammed in a way <laughs> Like, uh, and I was about to bring this up, but like, maybe next year, maybe there's going to be a Garage Lore extra live stream. Uh, yeah. Who knows? It. Uh, I think we we didn't have the foresight to plan for doing it this year, but maybe next year. And, you know, at the same time, I think uh, you and I still need to figure out a lot about how Twitch works. But uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're, still, we're still looking into the Twitch stuff. But uh, yeah, maybe next year that's something, maybe we'll tag team a 24-hour stream where we'll We'll do time blocks or something, or maybe maybe we'll do twelve and twelve, something weird. I yeah, I didn't I didn't intend to do anything with this other than just donating, but I end up I think I hopped in a call with some people or started watching some people like probably around eleven, eleven thirty ish in the morning yesterday. And then was pretty much actively watching stuff until like four thirty in the morning. Oh, you were up four. until four. Yeah. So. Well, actually, and that was after that... the and that was the after the time change. So I guess oh, wow. like five thirty. Yeah. Mm. So it was a it was a long day for me, even though I wasn't like streaming myself or doing anything like that. Tim, are you interested in hearing some drama from the world of sports? Since I know you are the biggest sports fan ever. And you're no. always, you've always got your hand on the pulse with what's going on in the sports world? Uh, sure. So I will say that uh, I don't want to throw any Scottie Pippen slander out there because two things about Scottie Pippen. Uh, I think last year 
there was the All-Star Game in Chicago, and my mom works at O'Hare International Airport, and she met Scottie Pippen, and he was very cool about taking a selfie with her, and she showed me the selfie. And so, and at the same time, I know that Scottie Pippen has, you know, you guys can look this up, but he's gone through a lot of personal stuff within the past couple of years. Very tragic. Not something I would wish upon anyone. So I don't want to throw any egregious Scottie Pippen slander out there. But he's in the news because uh, he's been saying some stuff about Michael Jordan. And uh, it's kind of looking like they might have cut ties at this point. And I think it stems from the fact that Pippen feels like, you know, we've been watching the Last Dance documentary on and off. We've, we still have a few more episodes to go through. And uh, I think Pippen felt like Jordan took too much of the spotlight and it highlighted some points of Scottie Pippen's career that maybe he wanted to forget about. So Pippen's in the news. There's, there's uh, folks out there saying Scottie Pippen is tripping, but me personally, I, I do not want to say anything bad about him because he was very cool to my mom and I know he's going through, <laughs> he's going through a lot of personal stuff. And I think, uh, you know, based on what we saw from the last, like a quote from Scottie Pippen was that he didn't like that Michael Jordan said he was the greatest teammate of all time, which... Wait, referring to Scottie Pippen or... Yeah, Michael Jordan said Scottie was the greatest teammate of all time. And I think Pippen felt disrespected by that quote because it relegates him to like supporting cast. Right. You know, he, you know, he would have preferred something like Michael saying he's the one of the greatest of all time as opposed to using the word teammate yeah i, I see what you know saying. you know i i get it i don't know that pippen i don't know that michael jordan meant it that way you know but hey that's you know i i want to believe that they're they're buddy buddy in real life but maybe this <laughs> is the harsh reality of our our sports heroes having drama irl but we're not uh, friends. We're just we're just teammates. Hey, if they they both made money and they both won championships, so hey. Uh, in happier news, ABBA is back, baby. Tim, you know I'm a big Mamma Mia fan, and that's in no small part because of the the, the prominence of ABBA songs. So they had their new album Voyage come out. I haven't listened to all of it yet. I think I enjoyed uh, the one song I listened to, When You Danced with Me. But uh, yeah, new new ABBA is out, and you linked me to like a Halloween parody album. Yeah, I think I was. Before, was there only one song, before, or was there? No, there was like five, six songs like that. Mm -hmm. But it was all like it was a Halloween parody thing. I think I only so. listened to the one. I think did you only send me one link? I'll have to scroll back up through the, the Discord history to see. But yeah, ABBA back in the spotlight. Yeah. Either in parody form or actual <laughs> ABBA form. That was we, just coincidence. Hey, I don't think Tim, you know, any, as far as I know, it had nothing to do with there being a new album coming out or anything. Tim, you know what the best part is of a new ABBA album? Is that it's there's like, more material for a Mamma Mia 3. You know, we <laughs> were getting, between Mamma Mia 1 and 2, we were getting to the point of like, hey, we, we've, we've duped some of these songs. How many how many times can we use Super Trooper? But there's fresh fresh new content, fresh OC for a new Mamma Mia three. But I digress. <laughs> uh, really, they have enough like 
from how I don't know how many albums they put out, but surely they have enough for something. But they probably didn't want to go deep in like in the their back catalog or whatever just to find something that they didn't use already. So That's I have a confession. Guess. I have a confession, Tim. I think uh, a few episodes back, I, t- I was talking a big game about playing Resident Evil 3 and finishing it. And like, oh, I'm going to start Code Veronica soon. I have barely played any video games outside of, you know, our my usual job, you know, playtesting or, you know, being, you know, testing or whatever. But I, in my own personal time, I've barely played any games. But I know you have been staying on top of it. What have you been playing, Tim? Um, so I just beat Nino Kuni today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna say I saw the end credits, but I saw like two seconds of it because, like, right after I beat the final boss and they had like a cutscene, I minimized the game to order food, and then when I brought the game back up to full screen, the cutscene was over <laughs> or almost over. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> And then I'm, I pause the game, or I pause the game, went up, washed dishes, came back, and it was unpaused, and the credits was going. So I missed part of the credits and everything. Wait, does the game unpause itself? I don't. I don't know if I actually paused it or not. I thought I oh. did, but it was just funny. It's you like have to yeah, YouTube those I technically bits did. Then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I finally finished it. Actually, what did you think of it? Um, I liked most of it, but it. It's a JRPG, so it, it's definitely got its grindy moments for sure. Does not it like, compel not you like, to get... Go not ahead. so much like uh, like I have to grind to level up or anything, but more so just like I just want to get through the end of this short dungeon, but I keep running into enemies, and then that's fun. <laughs> Are you compelled to play Nino Kuni 2? I was actually thinking of starting it, but I don't know if I want to do that next or something else. Mm-hmm. Take a break from a lengthy game like that. So what's been know, going on in the world of uh, Metroid Dread then? Um, so I, during my week off of work, yeah, my week off of work, I played a good chunk on one day and then played it again. I want to say Halloween weekend, something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and I got, I got every item in the game as far as I can tell so I should have 100% completion but I'm at the final boss I fought him like several times and died several times I haven't yet beaten it though, though. but uh, that's all I got left as far as I can tell just the final boss so. so you're at the end would you say that Metroid Dread is a contender for game of the year yeah I liked it a lot, so. Okay. Um, I remember seeing some discussion. It was uh, when the week that game came out, there was people posting about it being a strong contender for game of the year. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I can understand some people having a hard time with it because it it definitely gets uh, challenging at points. Um, Because, like, as I said, like I was collecting every item, so that took a good chunk of time to do because some of them were like pretty challenging. Because, like for instance, um, you play. Have you played uh, any other Metroids like Super Metroid? 
Oh yeah, I played uh, Metroid Prime 1, 3. I've played the first 15 minutes of Metroid Prime 2. I've played Zero Mission. And I've played the original Metroid, but not finished it. And I've played Super Metroid, but not finished it. Okay. Um, so there were a few like items that were placed in the world that you can get. Whereas it required you to use the, I forget what they call it, speed booster, I think. Okay. Um, and you had to use it to break some blocks. And it was always, and it was very obvious that's what you had to do, like to get it, the item. But it wasn't always obvious up front, like how to do it. Because it was in like a weird location. It wasn't just like, here's a long straight path to the object. It was like, you had to go through a weird winding course of, of platforming and stuff. Mm. so it you had to do a ton of weird there were like a handful of um items that were like basically tucked away in a this little maze of platforming that you had to use the speed booster to get to so it was incredibly difficult to just navigate through that while keeping a speed boost with like very little movement or very little margin of error so a lot of time spent doing that kind of stuff for me so at the final boss uh part of the game like how many hours are you into it i i don't know okay. like i i'd seen like people's completions to, completion times where they were like under 10 hours but for me it's probably going to be i i would guess more than that because i've I'll, yeah you like, went for the completionist to, yeah run. I, was, I went for the completionist run so okay i'd imagine at least 15 maybe 20 oh wow okay yeah, so which is it's not it's definitely a little longer than some of the other metroids that i've played where if they still even though they feel like they're long because i space out how i play them like i wouldn't play it all in one day or something like that and space it out over a few days or something but those games were always fairly short sounds so, like you played a few new games also uh yeah the the week prior to was it two weeks ago I guess like Halloween the week prior to Halloween um a couple games came out um Darkest Dungeon two which came out in early access it's a sequel to, to Darkest Dungeon one which a lot of there's a number of changes to it I don't know if you're familiar with that game at all I am not um so it's a roguelike dungeon crawler where you have like a turn-based combat um a very difficult game too uh where you're kind of just leading through a, a, like three four characters through a dungeon and it's very easy for them to die from whatever really because they also keep track of a number of different stats of like hey this guy's losing sanity because some weird cthulhu-esque monster shouted at you or something <laughs> and then there's like some weird like relationship stuff going between your your party members of just like oh i hate this guy now because he he stole the kill or whatever like weird things like that going on mm -hmm. but um but yeah i'm liking it i've been playing a little bit of it um mostly just like during my lunch breaks because it's like it's very easy to just hop in and play half hour hour or something like that and then go on with my day um but other than that i've been playing played a little bit of age of empires 4 which came out 
um i think it was the same week yeah uh end of october um it's i don't know if you're much if you've played any um rts as much at all does pikmin count as an rts i've never played it okay <laughs> so i wouldn't know so um, i'm gonna guess no but that okay. <laughs> no i'm not i'm not super i get i get the idea of rts games but uh yeah if pikmin doesn't count then no i have not played rts games yeah age of vampires 4 like i've watched a, a ton of it as well as played a little bit of it i haven't played as much as i would like but i've also been playing a lot of stuff too so kind of been busy um it's actually pretty good like the last one that came out was in 2005 so it's been a bit since they've uh released one so um okay people seem to be liking it which is good because are you liking it yeah um okay. so like a lot of the like the previous games like each of the factions like the way they they go about um defining the factions is like rather than just having because it's set in like reality more or less it's just like here's like 20 different factions and they all have minor differences but in this one they actually they want like with eight factions and they have plenty of differences while they're still like smaller stuff but there's also like weird things of like you can play as the mongolians and they play quite different from like i don't know the english or something which are more used to building static buildings and but the mongolians can pack up their buildings and move them and stuff like that so it's changes things up quite a bit so it's mm -hmm. interesting both from just me playing but also i've just been watching a lot of it too so is it a fun game to watch yeah okay it's yeah, pretty I'd... easy to tell like what's going on too because especially if you're watching someone who's good at it or is good at explaining too so mm -hmm. it's just a because it's it's pretty straightforward like you here's a bunch of military guys going after another military guys like medieval military guys so it's like it's pretty straightforward you know okay it's pretty easy to tell what's going on on the topic of games that you've been playing and since we were discussing extra life earlier I did see last night you hopped on with a friend of ours on Phasmophobia, and uh, I'll let you describe what happened because uh, I was having <laughs> I was getting quite a kick a kick out of it. Yeah, we it was just the two, it was just two of us playing. Um, I hadn't played any of the new content until then, so um, I think this was like a. I think well, they put this out around Halloween this update mm -hmm. and then i think i missed the previous one too uh but this one they added like a bunch more ghosts and a new map so we checked that stuff out um and we played i don't know like four or five rounds something like that you did and try the I, new map right yeah it i like the new map from what little i've played of it but um i died in pretty much every single one <laughs> so each of those rounds pretty much what I think I died. were you guys on? I think we just did like an intermediate. Okay. But I think they changed up a little bit of how the ghosts and evidence is revealed. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a little difficult to to get any solid information for some of them. 
there was one instance that uh speaking of abba there was one instance where uh we were just hanging out in one of the in like an attic of a building of one of the houses where the ghost turned on a radio a couple times and it would just you know play through various stations or whatever and so i turned it off and then at one point i was like walking around with the spirit box just asking dumb questions like what's your favorite hall and oats song and or what's your favorite <laughs> abba song and then of course you chimed in you're like well we can't go into this discussion about abba and then immediately it provoked the ghost <laughs> and and uh eventually just killed me so you know that's how that goes for the record my favorite abba song is take a chance on me Okay, but again, that that could be an entire podcast episode in and of itself. So we'll we'll do an ABBA song tier list as one of our segments one of these days. All right. <laughs> uh, but on that note, like I do, I did want to ask you, Tim, since a few episodes back we had a segment about like you teaching me magic, but we never got back into it. What's going on, man? Um, I just I don't know. We could do it again. I don't mind doing it again sometime, but uh. I actually got around to playing in person with some friends like two weeks ago. Okay. Trying to do it again like this week at some point. Mm -hmm. Usually we like what we do is we get together and play like a four four or five person game. And we'll we'll get through maybe one or two games in an evening because we'll just hang out for like a few hours. Um, Okay. It's usually like like in the past, like prior to the COVID, we would try to do this like maybe once a week, even though it usually ended up like once or twice a week, maybe twice a month, something like that. So we haven't really gotten together to do this as much as we'd like. So something we're trying to get back into. Because I'm still so tilted about the uh, availability of Pokemon cards, maybe I'll just buy magic cards and call it a day and join you one of these There's, days too they're readily available yeah I, when I went to uh, Target or whatever a while back I looked at the section where the Pokemon cards would be empty shelves plenty of magic cards so hey I don't know yeah I know I know. like they have a new set coming out I think two weeks from now or something like that and they're like hey we've delayed something some of the products for this new set but like they've been doing that a lot since covid started because you know a lot of the supply chain stuff has been backed up and everything so it's understandable but other than that like everything's more or less like like readily available Mm -hmm. uh before we jump into our first segment here i do know there's two shows you want to talk about that you watched since our last episode yeah this just kind of this was just on a whim um i think i like my brother messaged me about something i don't remember what and then he replied with like a video from of uh flight of the concords and i just offhandedly mentioned that i had never seen that show so uh that so i decided to just start watching that show and and for whatever reason decided to watch tenacious d because that was also a tv series briefly in the late 90s and uh watching them back to back they're not too different to be honest like they're they're pretty similar shows of like this sort of music sort of semi-musical comedy even though they're like 10 years apart for releases so it's interesting okay so 
now that uh, we're all caught up with the the quick hits from our uh, our last episode, we can get to the meat and potatoes of our segments here. Tim, do you like Super Smash Brothers? I like the concept of it, and I like occasionally watching it. Um, Did you like Space Jam, starring LeBron James? It was uh, entertaining. Did, Did I like it? I don't know. Do you like the idea of WB characters in a video game similar to Smash Brothers? Sure. Like, I'm okay <laughs> with it existing. Like, it's... Like, like I said, I'm not the biggest Super Smash Bros. fan. Like, I enjoy watching it I've, and playing it on occasion, but I'm not, like, some diehard fan of it or anything. And so, so I think we were just when we were talking about um, Sora being put in Smash, like how we both like it as a this sort of celebration of gaming in a way. Right, right. So in that in that regard, like I'm I'm interested in it for this mm-hmm. novelty thing. So for the listeners who aren't sure what we're talking about, like uh, a couple of weeks back, there was a, a leak on Reddit that seemed like it had some credibility about. NetherRealm working on a WB fighting game starring these crossover characters, but then the the rabbit hole went even deeper about, no, it's not NetherRealm, but this is happening. And then, like, there's an image going around now that people are taking its truth, and I'll, and it's like the roster for this, they're calling it Multiverses. I don't know if that's the official title of the game, but uh, I'll read. I'll I'll describe to you this character select screen. Uh, the first character I don't recognize. It might be like Tim. If you're looking at this image, also this yeah, looks like know. a Dragon Tales character, PBS Dragon Tales character. Uh, but next to that, Steven Universe, and then Batman, Harley Quinn, Jake from Adventure Time, and Finn from Adventure Time, Shaggy, uh, Superman. Wonder Woman, Gandalf, uh, Rick from Rick and Morty, Bugs Bunny, and Tom and Jerry as a duo. You know, I if this is a real thing, like I, I at least like the fact that they're um, similar art styles. Like it's mm-hmm. all, it seems uh, cohesive at least. Yeah, it's like a, a like a cartoony Gandalf to go with. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't look bad. Yeah, from what I can see of it, yeah. And I think I saw someone saying that LeBron would be a character in this at some point, which I guess makes sense because he in Space Jam, this is precisely what he did. He jumped around these different, uh, not each of these, yeah. but like there was him jumping across different WB universes. Yeah. Um, you know, in in lieu of Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl and Super Smash Brothers from Nintendo... I think developers and publishers were seeing that, oh, you know, gamers will definitely buy this type of game and we can market the idea of crossover characters. Like, how wacky is it that Batman's fighting Gandalf? Well, you can see it it, for real. Yeah, it ties into the whole meta meta universe, metaverse thing that's going on now, like with... Like Fortnite is a good example of that, where they just get so many characters and stuff from all over the place in there. So it makes at sense. what point? Now I'm sure this game will do fine. Like, 
depending on who's developing it, the concept yeah, I think is that's fun enough really to it. right. Yeah. Like I, I know people are already enjoying Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Like from the gameplay that I've seen of it, like there are some people super enthusiastic about the Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. And depending on who develops this, I'm sure you know these characters are enough to get people hyped for it. At least you know the characters from what, what we've seen so far. But like, when do you think this crossover train, this 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 novelty of crossovers is gonna is gonna wear thin on us, Tim? I don't like, know. I I, mean, I, I, I don't want to get hypocritical makes, because yeah, go ahead. It makes sense for these big companies that have several different IPs and stuff like this, but not for like someone who has only a few where they need to get like licenses from several other companies because that i mean that was part of why like super smash bros was impressive because like from the business side of it it was like they had characters from several different publishers and stuff in that game so which was impressive alone so it's Mm -hmm. interesting you know it's i don't want to get hypocritical because like i i talk so much about you know, oh, I want to see Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield yeah. meet up with Tom Holland. At least that but, makes sense. <laughs> but the, like me seeing Batman and Gandalf, I'm feeling like maybe we've we've kind of jumped the shark with crossovers here, man. I don't know. I'm sure the game is there fine. Similar but things like, and like you get that with every game where you have very different types of characters from different universes, or even in the same universe, like. Look at a DBZ fighting game where you have, like, the super, like, high-powered Goku versus, like, some random, like, chump, like, I don't know, Yamcha in his early days or something like that. (laughs) It's it's clearly, like, it's clearly fantasy, but they have to, they balance it out anyway. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta kind of turn off your brain a bit. Yeah. Even though it's fictional, you still have to turn your brain off even more just for that weird i i remember like 2006 2007 there was a nintendo ds uh fighting game that only came out in japan called like shonen jump all-stars i forget the exact title but it's like oh hey you can see goku fight naruto and you know uh, luffy from one piece and i'm like man why can't they make something like this in the united states and here we are tim we can finally see shaggy fight rick from rick and morty it's not, yeah, some it's of these make Goku sort of make Naruto. sense, but then you, yeah, some of these make sense, but then you have like Shaggy. It's just like that guy's not known for fighting at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, whatever, it, it's definitely like the meme character, like you know the Wii Fit trainer or something. Mm-hmm. Harley Quinn being the second representative of the Batman universe above Joker, above yeah. any other like you know Robin is Harley Quinn shooting up the ranks in terms of like. DC popularity, I guess. Yeah, definitely for the past few years, it seems like it. Yeah, I feel like Suicide Squad has kind of yeah. pushed her, pushed her upwards in, t- in terms of popularity. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's. I just wanted to talk uh, about this WB multiverses game that got leaked and looks real, but I I can't say for sure. Yeah, it wasn't uh, even but, like it's not like a like in the past when we had when we've had some leaks where it's like here's a leaked gameplay of a, a game that was not announced like that. I think that Harry Potter game was originally leaked, like the one by. I want to say it's. I thought it was like Rocksteady at one point, but it wasn't. I don't think it actually is, but like that for example had 
leaked gameplay. So it's, it's kind of hard to tell if this is an actual thing, if it's just based off of a still image. You know who should be in one of these crossover games one of these days, Tim? Is Rocky Balboa, which leads to our next segment, is that uh, coming is out Super this Smash week... Bros? Yeah, Rocky Balboa is now officially in Super Smash Bros. They, He's a little man. Took, yep, <laughs> they, it's an alternate skin. You yeah. just gotta... <laughs> just gotta pretend a bit. But sure. uh, coming out this week, I think in theaters on the 11th, and then digital release on the 12th, Rocky Four Ultimate Director's Cut. And uh, I think I've mentioned on this podcast before that I am a big Rocky fan. And that being said, I enjoy Four. It is not my favorite Rocky. And so they've been uploading some YouTube videos of this uh, Ultimate Director's Cut. And it's been fascinating because part of what they're doing is they're adding unseen footage. And at the same time on YouTube, if you look up any of these uploads they're doing, Sylvester Stallone himself is kind of in the post-production process of taking the footage and making it better. Like I saw a YouTube clip of like, oh yeah, these punches make no sense here. Let's cut these out. But then he's let's... doing it himself, right? You know, he's he's working alongside someone. <laughs> he's got like someone that he's working alongside. He's, it's, a, he's pointing it's a passion at the product project of his. He's just doing it himself. And, uh, Upload it to YouTube. I'm interested to see like... Because there was one, one clip where he was... Talia Shire who played Adrian. You know, Rocky's looking at one of the, the takes. And he's like, oh man, we should have went with this take instead. You know, if I if only I had known at the time that we had this take, we would have gone with this. And there was others like uh, he's editing the fight with Ivan Drag. Like for those of you who don't remember, Rocky IV is the one where he fights the Russian guy. And you know, Rocky's like, "Oh man, you know, we." Or Stallone is like, "We should have edited this fight so that these punches don't look so ridiculous. It doesn't make sense that Rocky just gets beaten up this way." And then he goes into depth about talking about like, "If I could do it all over, I would not have killed off Apollo Creed." It, you know, it, at the time, I didn't have the foresight to see what Apollo's character could have been. So this movie is fascinating. This director's cut is fascinating to me in the sense that Stallone, as a filmmaker, is getting a chance to right the wrongs or, you know, redo this. Again, I think Rocky Four might have been the most uh, profitable or made the most yeah, money. Yeah, looking at it, it, it was... 300 million back in when was it 85 yeah 85 so that's pretty good yeah like in the midst of the cold rocky ended the cold war with the yeah. sales of rocky <laughs> four tickets uh so it's fascinating to me in that sense that let's see what stallone does with editing some of this footage himself writing the wrongs and also adding some unseen footage but that being said, it does not change my stance that Rocky Four is not quite my favorite of the batch. And it's still kind of just like five music videos woven <laughs> together by this this uh, this uh, boxing match, revenge boxing match fight with Rocky and Drago. But what he do you had think, the, Tim? He had the robot butler or whatever it was. All right, yeah, Paul, he had the robot. Yeah. Um, I'd be curious to see it because... I'd I'd only seen this for the first time maybe a few years ago, so not that it's like super fresh in my mind or anything, but I um 
I'm always interested in seeing these director's cuts, even though like, like I I wouldn't necessarily know the differences unless I watched like the director's cut and a theatrical cut like side by side or something like that. So it's interesting to see like, so especially since it's been what like thirty plus years. So eighty five was when that yeah, movie came out. Yeah, thirty six years, whatever it's been. The math. Uh, it's it's interesting that they're doing it now, like a theat a director's cut. But uh, I mean, it depends on what they're like, how much of it they're changing. At what point do we just get uh, Dolph Lundgren and Stallone to do uh, facial scans of their face and redo Rocky Four as yeah. a CG movie? Am I right? That's <laughs> that's the proper way to redo that story. I mean, it's it's interesting in like coming from games when you see games remade or remastered several years later, and they actually make some kind of changes beyond just like um visual change visual updates or something so it'd be mm. interesting to see like if they do anything like significant with it all right for i don't want to linger too long on rocky four because uh we we still it's coming out this week maybe we'll watch it this week i'll see how much it costs to get the uh digital version but yeah. i got a i got a fun segment to uh close out this episode Okay. Is that uh, I've been delving after now that I'm a homeowner, Tim, now that I can flex that, you know, I'm I'm a big boy now. I've been getting into the world of online on online dating, Tim. I've I've been trying online dating and uh, no luck. Just I'm going to be I'm not even going to front. I've had no luck with it. But uh, uh, I'm on this site called and I'm sure you've all heard of it. OK, Cupid. And I've not matched with anyone, but. Okay, Cupid is fun because they give you this questionnaire. They give you these questions that you can you can answer, and it's supposed to help you match better with people. And you know, there's well, let's be let's be upfront. There's some lewd questions on that questionnaire. There's some political questions. There's some religious questions. I have filtered out all of those, and I thought, let's just take the ones that aren't political, aren't lewd, aren't religious. Let's answer some of these. These funny questions I found on OkCupid. They're, they're all these sort of dating apps and stuff. They've got to have dumb questions in there anyway. Of course, funny. of course. So I, I've curated a list, and uh, let's answer some of these together, Tim, and we'll see where we stand. Right. First question: If your spouse asked you to get a small, discreet matching tattoo with them, would you? Now I have tattoos. So depending on the tattoo, it doesn't have to be discreet. I think I personally would like if if my spouse was like, "Hey, let's get dragon tattoos." I'd be like, "Oh hell yeah, yeah." Like if, it, you, if what, it's something, if it's like something I would actually be interested in, sure, like some kind of tattoo that's interesting to me too, beyond just my partner or whatever. Then yeah. All right. Next question. This is like a this is like a morality question. This one. Would you cut off your own good hand if you knew it would magically solve poverty in the world? I say no. I, I say, do people know that I'm making this sacrifice? <laughs> if I cut off my hand and nobody knows <laughs> that I've solved poverty, like, no. But, like, if everyone knows and someone can, like, the, the top scientists recognize that I'm the guy that solved poverty, <laughs> and they can give me, like, a Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain arm, Maybe I'll consider it then. Is this some... I don't know how this happens. Like, is it magic? Or it's just... You 
you just do it and then suddenly it happens or is this like, the, the how do you even know if it worked the gods of okay cupid like okay. the, it isn't the overseer of okay cupid is holding you down it has like a saw rando, in their hand it isn't some rando in in some dark alley it's just like hey cut off your hand i'll uh i know some people who can end world <laughs> poverty i don't know yeah i mean assuming you had some way of some valid like some way to validate that this would happen i don't mind like especially since prosthetics are have come a long way yeah i want the i want the phantom pain hand all right this <laughs> this next question gave me a laugh because uh tim when i worked alongside you at the at your current employer i saw an instance of this happen the question is do you stand outside the bathroom door and talk to people while they're taking care of business I would not do it unless it no. was an absolute emergency. No, not really. But I've seen it happen. <laughs> I mean, you could just leave and have a conversation after you're done. You don't want to be in the bathroom having a conversation with them. <laughs> after <laughs> I don't want to name names, but uh, I have seen this. I've seen this occur, and I was kind of losing my mind when I see it happen. When I saw it happen. All right, next yeah. question. You see it in an office occasionally, but people are usually going about their business. Next question is, uh, I have some thoughts on this next question because, you know, as you know, Tim, I'm, I'm big on budgeting and all that and, you know, living frugally. Imagine that a first date picks you up in a car. The car is old and run down, but otherwise clean. Okay. How would the car affect your opinion of your date? My stance, no change whatsoever. I think, uh, you know, yeah, I'm one same. of those old, I'm one of those old guys that are like cars depreciate in value. Like, you're if if you bought this car just so you wouldn't take on any car loans, I respect that far more than you rolling up in a expensive yeah, car. Yeah, it's, it's not like I've ever been in. I've been in plenty of like rundown cars in my life, so it's not it's not a big deal. All right, next question. You're interested in someone, and you discover that they were a nerd in high school. How does this oh, no. affect your opinion of them? No change. Like, it doesn't sway me yeah. one way or the other. We're, we're like, several years removed from high school at this point. Like, people change anyway. Sometimes they w weren't a nerd, and now they are. Like, and vice versa, you know, whatever. Here's Here's the darndest thing is that, like... The quote unquote, uh, the quote unquote nerd uh, idea. Like, I knew guys who were on the football team that were super nerdy with me yeah, talking same. about pro wrestling. Yeah, you I, know, I, so that like uh, same thing, but but for Spider Man, like with me and some of the football players and stuff. So like, it was totally a thing. All right, next question. This ties in with some YouTube videos, uh, YouTube YouTubers we've been watching, Tim. Would you Go consider going off-grid to live with someone who only had solar power, a wood stove, an outhouse, etc.? It took me a moment. I'm like, what are you talking about? What YouTubers? I'm like, oh, right, <laughs> We that... watch those living off-the-grid videos yeah, on Discord. Were... Well, it was, uh, was it Primitive Technology, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Like those, were, those were cool. Um, Kent Survival was the other one. Yeah. Um... I I find it interesting like I I would try it I don't necessarily mean like I don't know if I would want to do it full time permanently yeah I'm I'm kind of in the same I would try it 
but then we get into the practicality of like can i have wi-fi to work from here <laughs> at that point do you're, i you're still work for you're not doing your current work you're doing something else right maybe All right. Like, maybe if i were reti- if that was how i retired or something sure that'd be a little better than you know doing it right now or whatever tim next question could you date someone who has terrible taste when it comes to music? Um, See, for, for me, it depends on like, do they force me to listen to this music? Yeah, I suppose like that could have some effect. But honestly, like we did that music review thing last week, right? Or last uh-huh. time, whatever. Like based on the music I, I sent you, like, do you think like that's a common taste in music for people? I don't think so. So right. like I'm I'm already used to like not everyone having similar music tastes to me. So it's like it doesn't matter to me really. So I feel like you and I will both answer this the same way, but I figure it'll it'll be a good discussion. Two people both like you. One is more fun, the other is more stable. I guess the idea is who would you pick between the two? And I know that as I you know, I think one of the funny things I've heard is the idea that, oh, as you get older, money doesn't matter as much. And to me, that's like, no, there's no way that can yeah. be true. Like, you, you as, I, as I'm getting older, I care more about stability. So I would pick the person who is more stable. That's kind of where I'm at, too. Right. If I were in my teens or 20s, I might have answered this one differently. But now that I'm an old boomer... I, I mean, if it's, about... if it's one or the other, then yeah, I guess. Right. But, I don't know. I mean, idealistically, you have someone who's a mix of both. Yeah. But if, if these are the choices, I'd pick the more stable person. Yeah. All right. Next question. Your significant other wants to move every few years to experience different parts of the country or world. What's your take on that? I enjoy traveling... I would not want like I just bought a home, you know. I'm locked. <laughs> I'm locked into this place for a while. <laughs> you know, as someone who hates moving, um, and has been in the same place for, I guess, nearly f- like five years now at this point, I still would. I wouldn't mind doing that because, like, I could do what I'm doing remotely, so it's not that big of a deal. My um, thing is that you. But yeah, I do. I, I don't like moving in general. But other than that, ex- like I'd be fine with it. You can experience different parts of the world without packing yeah, up all your exactly. stuff. You know what I mean? Like I, I enjoy going to England, but and I feel like I get the experience. But that doesn't mean I pack all my things and leave behind my friends and connections to live there for X amount of months. You yeah. know. All right. Two questions that I think are kind of fun. Uh, first one, two final questions. Would you consider dating someone who routinely has one-way conversations with an inanimate object? Now, for me, it depends on the object. If it's like a stuffed animal, maybe that's kind of cute. If it's like a framed photo of a loved one that's previously been deceased, I get it. Maybe there's an emotional attachment to that. But if I walk in to the kitchen and I see my partner talking to a coffee mug, I'm going to have some questions. 
Um, not really. Like, it doesn't really affect me. Like, it depends on the co- the context of it. Like, are they having fun with it or whatever, or are they serious about it? I don't know. Like, that kind of that helps, <laughs> I guess. Like, if they're just joking around or whatever, that's fine. All right. So I promise no lewd questions, but. This question this isn't one. lewd, but depending on how you answer it, it could pivot to be... This is a family-friendly podcast. This is uh, one that you can listen to with your, your family at the, uh, at the dinner table. <laughs> so this question isn't inherently lewd, but it could be, depending on how we answer. How would you react if a partner bought you an outfit to be worn in the bedroom? And for me, it depends on the outfit. If it's like a police uniform, okay. If it's like Crash Bandicoot, even better if you catch my drift. <laughs> no, I'm the opposite. No Crash Bandicoot for me. <laughs> I would do the Crash Bandicoot dance. <laughs> yeah, it's it's whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just don't want to go too off the rails with what the outfit ends up being well that's all the questions I had that's all the questions I curated from OkCupid okay Tim if you've been wondering what I've been doing on these wacky dating sites it's been pondering these types of questions <laughs> yeah I, I know they do a lot of weird stuff like that so but you know OkCupid okay has questions for us, you know who should have questions for us, Tim, is the listeners at home. And you can do so by tweeting us at GarageLore on Twitter or GarageLore at gmail.com. Tim, do you have any any final words for this Blastoise edition of this Blastoise OK Cupid edition of the podcast? Wait, Blastoise has a OK Cupid? Maybe I should change my, my dating profile to just be pictures of Blastoise. Maybe that'll help me out. Yeah, that'll probably help. Or are you dressed as Blastoise? <laughs> oh, no, dude. <laughs> now, that's that, that. I'll get the Crash Bandicoot outfit, and that, I'll upload new pictures of myself. <laughs> you have to describe yourself as having a large shell on your back with, with cannons. Oh man, let's 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 close this one out before this goes off the rails. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Mm-hmm.